Hello everyone, and welcome to the Drunken Stories Tell Us podcast, where in this episode, it's a bonus episode, uh, I have something a little special for you, mentioned it in the last couple of episodes, I'm speaking to Josh from Hive Mind Games about their current Kickstarter for Ritual, a solo RPG of a cult horror. So, here's the interview. Hello everyone. Well, today we have uh, a guest. I've not had a guest for a while, um, but I thought I'd bring in a friend of mine because, well, they're awesome and they're doing something really cool at the moment. So uh, I've got here Josh from Hivemind Games, who has just written uh, an RPG thing. Uh, Solo game. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, my lord thing (laughs) do you want to just introduce yourself to everybody who are you and all that kind of crap sure i am josh of hive mind games and i have just written a solo horror rpg called ritual in which you do physical ritual and spells as part of the gameplay yeah so i've known josh for a while and i thought it would be something that people here would be kind of interested in because ritual and magic and horror and all the fun spooky things that we like to talk about here so yeah you uh we've known each other for a while so we won't go this might go sideways very quickly (laughs) um where did the concept for this come from i suppose is probably the best thing so it's a solo rpg it's it's like a one person rpg um but where did the the original inspiration i suppose for this come from so i was playing a so well i am a group rpg um and it was meant to be a kind of a horror scene um and it wasn't scary um it was five mates sitting around a table uh you know laughing joking taking the mick and um Almost immediately after that, by chance, I sat down and watched Hereditary, which is mm. terrifying. And I was just like, okay, let's try and get a little bit more of that genuinely, genuinely creepy stuff onto the tabletop. Um, I started working backwards from from that idea um, to come up with the mechanics to suit it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I... You know me, I play a lot of horror RPGs and there is, they do tend to, I suppose, turn Evil Dead after a point. You start off with full intentions of Evil Dead 1 and then you end up at Army of Darkness. Um. <laughs> that is um, a fantastic analogy. It might be the most concise way that I've heard that summed up. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it did turn Army of Darkness, uh, despite being actually scary, um, you know, a scary scene, Mm. um, role-playing it appropriately. Um, but you know, in between those sort of snippets of role-play, um, yeah, it's, it's five pals mucking around. Um, so the absolute first thing I did when making the game was remove the friend. Uh, that was how... (laughs) 
ended up on a on a solo game. <laughs> Damn it, people! Stop being so funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just I, I personally am absolutely terrible for wanting to do the funny thing <laughs> over the appropriate thing in almost any situation, even when I'm DMing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty similar. I, I tend to, uh, well, this is really, really creepy. But what about if we just throw a car at the thing and just kind of go yeah, off the rails with it? Say dumb thing instead. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm very much the fool when it comes to, to playing games and running games. Um, one of my friends, Tom, uh, knows this very, very, very well. Uh, we were playing Die the RPG, and uh, he just specifically said to me, you're the fool. You're going to be the idiot. I'm like, great, thanks. You removed the other people, which some people find the concept of a solo RPG a bit weird. Um, how then do you keep that kind of storytelling aspect? Um, cause I've, there's a lot of, there's a lot out there. Um, I've played a few, some are really good, some less good, um, where they kind of lose the, the immersion into the game. So there's, um, you've got thousand year vampire, which is quite cool. You've got eerie, eerie England. Is that what it's called? Can't remember. Um, and there's a lot of journal RPGs. What kind of things do you do to try and, I suppose you said, as you say, you're doing the ritual in this game. Um, what what do you do that to kind of keep part... that going? Yeah, so that was um, really it was all. Of, I started with the atmosphere I wanted to create, mm. and uh, kind of like I mentioned, work backwards from there to try and make the game fit that atmosphere. Um, making it solo was one of the first things, um, and I don't think the gameplay suffers for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that actually being on your own, um, again, stops it from descending into a joke or something jokey, yeah, um, or something that you want to mess around with a pal with. Um, and I mean, actually, I think just naturally humans get a little creeped out when they're on their own. Um, Very much second, so. Yeah, second to that, the game is designed to be played in the dark. Uh, I'm doing the layout very deliberately um, to be super stark contrast in mm. um, so that, yeah, you can see it in the dark. Um, that helps build the atmosphere as well. Um, in addition to sort of doing these creepy, uh, yeah, I'll see, they're creepy rituals. Mm. Um, they're a homage and tribute to the real thing, but they're definitely you know, through a horror lens, hmm. um, you are encouraged to visualize, um, you know, visualize King, who's this adversary sort of entity that's trying to steal your soul in the game. Um, yeah, you are encouraged to visualize him whilst you're going through these ritual steps by candlelight alone at nighttime. Ooh, fun. Um, it, it taps into that kind of the lizard bit at the back of your brain where even if you know it's just a game mm. and, and I wrote the damn thing, I know it's all made up, it still gets me in the back of my head where I'm just a bit like, ooh, it just gives you the UBGBs. Yes. Um, 
it's kind of, I suppose, a little bit like something like Ten Candles, where you are slowly going into the dark, slowly dying off, kind of creating, a, I suppose, a little bit of that feeling. But um, something else I was going to say, and I've completely forgotten what it was now. Uh, <laughs> I got distracted by Ten Candles as a thought train and now it's just completely gone because I had a better question and I don't know what it was. Um, we'll come to who the who King is and what the story is and things behind it in a bit. Um, but let's kind of explain a little bit more of the concepts of ritual. So we've talked about it being a solo horror RPG and that you're doing a ritual. So in Ten Candles... The players have candles that they, um, as the player passes on, they blow the candles out. So there's a physical aspect here in the game. Not many games do this. Uh, most of it is kind of, see, the pen and paper where you're writing things down or it's theatre of the mind stuff. Which theatre of the mind can be creepy uh, if it's done well and you don't go army of darkness. Uh, but... There is something to physicality and actually touching things and being part of things that adds to the atmosphere. So, um, so and I know, I know you've got some because the Kickstarter is live, and we've spoken about this a few times before. You've got some physicality in this game. Um, what kind of things do the players do, or the player um, do? that is physical um, within this to add add that extra layer of it's not just in the dark you're not just doing a ritual spoken or written or whatever what else is involved so yeah i i wanted to um theme the game and ensure that atmosphere was in there uh, right from the very first page um the first page is a small bit of verse that summons forth the king and kind of begins play. Um, every single, um, every single word in the book itself is sort of to the player as if from a grimoire uh, that is sort of teaching the rituals, um, the rules themselves. Um, and it's been a tricky balance strike, but even they are kind of in universe mm-hmm. um you know it refers to the rituals um refers to the rituals by their sort of ritual name not that they are you know not as a piece of gameplay mm-hmm. uh, it refers to the cards as represent representative of the sort of the ritual steps that king is doing um it's all been chosen very deliberately so that when you're playing the game and reading the rules, you shouldn't see anything that will break your immersion. Um, awesome. That goes all the way through the book. Um, the only exception is the content warning and safety page. Uh, because, um, you know, that needs to be what it is. Yeah. It's a horror <laughs> um, game. It's, it's doing weird things. You, you need to warn people that weird shit is about to happen. Yeah, I had to put a fire safety one in this one too. That's a first. Well, I mean, we do yeah. encourage you to start small fires. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I've I've read a little bit of it. Um, <laughs> I did also see um, your uh, your Kickstarter update this morning, uh, where you say 
setting things on fire in a bowl. So um, yeah, inscribe your sigil upon a piece, small piece of paper, put it in a bowl of dirt, which mm. is one of the ritual components that you gather and set up as part of the game. And set and fire then, to yep. it. Yep. Cool. I'm I'm all for this. So yeah, um so there's a there's it drives the emotion, this kind of physicality. So we've just said there fire. Um so I'm guessing there's candles and things involved in it. Aren't you offering candles in like the the big box set as well that you can we are indeed. Yeah. Um, not just offering candles, we're making them ourselves. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Quick, everybody we... go back at that level so he's got millions of candles to make. I know Josh has loads of free time on his hand. <laughs> there, there is one small issue, which is that I can only make two a day because that's how many molds I've got. Uh, <laughs> and the time to set. Um, so if too many people back, and there is going to be a bottleneck. <laughs> uh, as it stands, it's going to take me two thirds of a month or so to create all of the big candles that we that we need for everyone's uh, everyone's pledges. <laughs> yeah, you better get you better get on it already. Um, so yeah, so you've got candles um, that you can burn. What are some of the other physical objects that people might require? To help with this immersion so we, we said that there's a bowl of dirt in there um what other things uh might people come across in the rituals that they will be performing sure so uh, the first ritual that anyone does um as part of the game or should be the first one um is the the ritual of foundations as i've called it it is basically a sort of ritualized setup of the various ritual components. Um, it starts by laying down your ritual cloth. You mm-hmm. then place the three sizes of candle. Um, you then make sure your tarot deck is out. You place your bowl of water. You place your bowl of dirt. You place your incense. Um, the candles are lit in there at one of those steps. Um, there's a little, a little ritual, a sort of a little ceremony to each stage of this. Some stages you recite something. Some stages there's a movement or, mm. um, you know, a small. Some of them are deep breathing and visualization and stuff like that. Um, but it's all very, um, yeah, from the get go, it's very themed and hopefully guided enough that it's not a pain in the ass to get everything out. yeah so this all sounds for me brilliant um you know me love my weird magic and and things so and i i i know that you are a practitioner of yeah i am yeah i'm the absolute most read up on it i've ever been um (laughs) writing the game has been a fantastic excuse to uh just dive back into to the books i've got yeah um unfortunately i've not been actually getting to do much recently um just time constraints yeah i am getting about it at least 
So what then have been the, so obviously you're a practitioner, you've been reading up on stuff. Um, what, what forms of magic have you kind of used as inspiration? Where, what, what places has your inspiration for these rituals come from? So this kind of whole setting up of the, the ritual space at the beginning with the ritual cloth and laying out all the equipments, people will probably be familiar with that having seen movies like The Craft and, and, and other things where, and if they know anything about Wicca, there's something similar in Wicca and stuff. But these are obviously mainstream, well-known things, and I know that neither of us are too mainstream so what other areas have has the have, have driven your inspiration for these rituals what other forms of magic sure i mean the um the form i'm most familiar with is chaos chaos mm -hmm. magic the type i always prefer um however for for ritual um i um mostly um, sort of took from that right-hand path, uh, Crowleyan, Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn style. Um, just the most gothic, gothic type of magic I could find, really. Yeah. Re uh, really, seems... really heavily ritualized magic. Um... Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess given that it's called Ritual, it's no wonder that I ended up there, but it was the... Um, it was the best the best source of inspiration for this type of uh, this type of stuff yeah that's fair enough Ooh. so um we've talked about this the 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 various components and things on this so and we've mentioned some someone called king um that the ritual is based around so what what and who is king and are you trying to summon him stop summoning him what are you trying to do with him so what's going to like the law in the background of the story so king king predates god and is an ancient beyond creation um so you've entity. got gnostic i have a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm yeah i kind of forgot um, the game also includes themes of Gnosticism. Mm. Um, yeah, King is a goat-headed, Baphomet-esque, um, horned, sorceress, ancient evil. Um, some of the tidbits of lore that are sort of scattered through the book are things like the Ten Crowns of the Beast of Revelation uh -huh. belong to um whether king kind of lent them or they were stolen or he discarded them open to interpretation but you know he is a um he is a big evil um in recent recent millennia he's uh turned away from widespread strife and is now far more into the the personal kind what that means is that he likes um encroaching upon individuals and bringing them ruin and eventually seizing their immortal soul for himself 
Just yeah, and you're just your normal everyday Sunday morning steel souls bad guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, for us it's unusual. For King, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so what did you do this morning king well i stole six souls i meant to take 10 but i hadn't had my coffee yet <laughs> he's um i kept the characterization of king quite light mm. um you know wanted to keep him mysterious enough um but yeah he's um not not nice not nice. Yeah. I would imagine a millennia-old demon who has given up on world strife and is now concentrating on individuals probably is not a particularly nice person. Or demon. Expect not. Expect yeah. not. Cool. Um, one quick last question, I suppose. Um, and I know I've, I've asked you this before, and I'm going to ask it you again, and I think I already know the answer, but because you know I do a lot of live streaming of games, or I'm about to restart because I now have stable internet and I'm going to do some games with some of my friends here in in, in the Americas because um, I'm now in correct time zones. Is this uh, a kind of game that could be live streamed? Because of the, the, there's, a, there's a lot of ritual elements in it. There's a lot of visualize uh, visual movements candles burning writing things down um for me i see this as a very visual rpg that you could sit and watch somebody play i know that's not the point of the game um but is it how would you feel about maybe if you ran the game in a room by yourself and there was people watching you because to me it seems kind of it gives you a really good visualization um and i think it would be quite cool to actually see somebody just sit there lay the things out burn the candles give give them a bit of a creepy vibe as well is i suppose not just the streaming aspect or someone watching it could it be also extended into a group ritual as well there's lots of things in that question i kind of evolved as i was asking it <laughs> <laughs> Where would you like me to start? Um, we do have someone streaming it, actually. Um, day of recording, that's tomorrow, Friday the 10th of okay. November. If you if you um, hand me Twitch links and stuff, I can send it around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will... Um, yeah, hit them up today and just get the, get the full details there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll admit on a recorded channel that I dropped the ball on a couple of other ones. Um, just forgot to follow up and get booked in because I am one person. There's a lot to do in a Kickstarter. Yes, there um, is. As for the concept of streaming it, um, I think it works really well. Um, mm. I think there's sort of a a degree of separation. Um, where if you are streaming it, you are still alone in a room. Yeah. With a sort of depersonalized chat firing off. Um, yeah. And if you alone and watching it. I think there's something quite creepy about about watching that process through a screen. Yeah, very much uh, so. Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's interesting. Because um, I I ran um, English Eerie as a live stream, God knows, two three years ago, um, and it was quite creepy because it's a quite a creepy game. 
um, like English Victorian folk horror game, which worked quite well as a solo game. And it is, you're doing it by yourself. So you create your own atmosphere for yourself. And then other people are watching you create this atmosphere um, and telling these dark stories. It's quite a cool, cool feeling. Um, but yeah, the chat can throw it off because the chat can do the evil dead thing. So just ignore the chat. <laughs> I, I think even if they do try and make it, make light of it, um, and they do joke about it and stuff, uh, I feel that if you are sitting alone in the dark, chat's firing off on your second monitor. Mm. I feel like because you are in a creepy atmosphere at that second as, as the streamer, as the person's playing it, um, I think that actually might help build because there'll be... It'll um, uh, sort of juxtapose yeah. the the fact that you are in a creepy a creepy situation while sort of the rest of the world is carrying on quite normal outside. Yeah, it, it adds, I suppose you can add to that disconnect, but you can also, I suppose, view it as the the nervous laughter at the horror and at the terror that we sometimes like to do. It's like, how, how do you react to fear sometimes? You laugh at it because it's better than crying. So you can use it as kind of another another tool to add to the the dark, creepy horror vibes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do love the idea of it being streamed, so I think it's quite a creepy setup. Um, as for sort of in-person group sessions, mm. we are going to be demoing the game at mm. Dragon Meet um, on December 7th. We are trying to trying to make a sort of guided demo that has some elements of, uh, I guess, dance in it, mm. um, and a little bit of, uh, I guess you call it like crowd audience participation almost. Um, so we're hoping that that'll. Yeah, that'll that'll be quite creepy as long as everyone sort of engage it. Um, we should be on for quite a creepy experience then. I do already have a group uh, sort of version of the game in mind. Mm -hmm. um, that is sort of a spiritual successor, I suppose. Yeah. Um, to to this original one. Um, that I am, I'm hoping will bring that same sort of physicalization um, to to a group horror RPG. Yeah. So, where then can people find out more about this this game? The biggest source of information is absolutely the Kickstarter. That is Ritual, a solo RPG of occult horror. Um, There'll be a link in the show notes. Hell yes, thank you. Supplementary to that, our Twitter um, is is still barely active. Uh, we're also on Blue Sky. <laughs> um, or find, um, find our website and follow our newsletter. I will put links to everything in, in the show notes so people can find you. Um, uh, yeah, 
you're probably way more active on social media than I ever have been in my entire life. So <laughs> awesome. Um, brilliant. I think that's as much as I've got because it's morning here and I need to go and do work and stuff. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <Very fair. laughs> time differences, time zones and things. Yay. But yeah, that's been brilliant speaking to you, Josh. Um, is there anything you would like to say as a roundup to everything and things as a sign off? Like, I think I've got everything in. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, if you're listening, thank you very much for taking the time to listen. And I hope you check out this game. Yeah. It's, I think it's something weird. I don't know anyone else that's done anything like it. So I think at the very least you're in for a unique experience. I would I would wholly recommend going checking it out on Kickstarter. Um, it's live at the moment. I don't know how much time it will have left by the time this goes out. Um, but definitely go check it out. Josh is a brilliant writer. I've worked with them before on on Eye to the Void. They're the they're the people who suffer my ideas there. <laughs> but yeah, definitely go check it out. Um, links and everything will be in the comments. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Go give them some money. Go give them some love. So thank you very much, Josh. And um, I'm sure we'll we'll chat again soon. Thank you very much. Take it easy, babe. Um, oh, sorry, my brain has just completely melted. Completely forgotten okay, the ability to do words. Yeah. This is what the editing tool's for. I know, I know, it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you should hear my just normal recordings. Like for a half hour episode, they're usually like an hour and a half long. <laughs> um, uh, ritual, ritual, ritual. What was I talking about? You're talking about candles getting creeped yeah. in the dark. Hello? Oh, there you are. Yes, yes, I can hear you now. What the fuck was that? It just dropped. I hate technology. Yeah. Can we just burn it all to the ground? Yeah, I'm kind of there. Kind of there. Unfortunately, the only way I sell RPGs is Mm. technology. Yeah. Great outtake that to stick on the end of the (laughs) episode, by the way. Fuck technology. Well, there you go. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. And yeah, all the links are down in the show notes if you want to go follow this on Kickstarter. There's about a week left um, from when this goes out. So you've still got a chance to go look it up um, and go make Josh make a load of candles. I do recommend going and having a look at it. All my usual bump is in the show notes as well. Not that I ever do any social medias, as I've said. So all that is left for me to say is... Goodbye, my friends.